Welcome to the Vinny's Voice podcast, a service-based podcast focusing on St. Vincent de Paul Society of Lane County and our many programs beyond. I'm joined today by Blake Burrell and Chalisa Hernandez. Thank you guys so much for joining me today. Yeah, thanks for having us. And you guys are with the uh, Second Chance Renters Program, right? That's what we're yeah. here to talk about. Absolutely. Okay, sweet. So let's just roll right into it. Um, so let's start off with uh, what is Second Chance Renters? So Second Chance Renters Education is a 12-week class focusing on varying topics, including learning new skills to help each client attain, retain, and maintain housing. We want to emphasize the promotion of each student's self-esteem and growth, and this is, of course, provided by St. Vincent de Paul of Lane County. Sure. I'm sorry, I kind of skipped over this because we just kind of jumped right into that. Um, You guys want to say each of your your, your respective Mm -hmm. titles? Yeah. Um, So... My name is Blake Burrell. I'm a programs administrator with our homelessness emergency Ser- homeless and emergency services department and the youth and family services department. Um, a lot of my work is supporting our homeless and emergency programs, so shelter programs, day access programs. Um, but one of my favorite things to do is work within the Second Chance Renters Education Program. So uh, my name is Chalisa Hernandez, and I am a part of the Second Chance Renters Education team, as well as being a part of supported work. Um, yeah, no, that's fine. That's totally, that's it. Um, we talked, we, we just talked a little bit about what is Second Chance Renters, um, kind of talking about a little bit, housing is a huge issue, obviously. St. Vincent de Paul is committed to tackling the issue of getting people into housing from from multiple angles. It's one of the kind of the cooler things we get to talk about on this podcast is all the different approaches the organization takes uh, to address housing. Uh, why, what, what makes second chance renters unique as a program and why is it so important to this community? Yeah. Um, so when I'm looking at this program, historically it's functioned as an opportunity for individuals who are experiencing homelessness to come together and share about their personal experiences and barriers to housing that they have in our community. When we think about the process of getting housed, um, very often folks are focused on housing, Um, but the process of getting housed is actually a lot more complex than just housing. There are financial things to overcome. There are legal barriers to overcome. There are factors related to mental health that individuals have to provide um, access services and reach out to providers. So housing is one of our most complicated issues in this community. Um, As we look at a shortage of housing in this community, um, which means that there's limited access for your lowest income or moderate means families um, and individuals to access housing. Second Chance acts as a tool that delivers information um, related to that housing journey. So that process of acquiring housing, we call it the housing journey. Um, And we give you tools that are specifically associated with the barriers that you might be encountering. So um, if you're encountering legal barriers, we're going to give you a letter and the recommended legal procedures for overcoming those barriers. If you have financial barriers, it could be as simple as establishing yourself in a financial assistance program and accessing materials for a budget. Um, If you have barriers that relate to mental health, Um, We might provide information on how to get referrals to different programs. Um, But the primary goal is that you have a community of individuals who are going through similar experiences, who are experiencing homelessness, um, whose day-to-day life might look like yours, and having professionals be able to facilitate an environment 
where you can actually overcome those barriers and make a clear path forward to housing um, with the support of a team um, like like ours. Um, Julissa and I and um, our teacher's assistant, uh, Melissa, are really enthusiastic um, about supporting individuals and we see a lot of success um, in individuals accessing housing um, as a result of the program. Sure. So developing housing is only one part of the problem. We also have to build the skills for people mm-hmm. to be able to access it. Absolutely. Right. So that's great. Um, so, okay. Uh, so what, what we kind of touched on it a little bit, what are some of the challenges you, you guys are seeing uh, among renters uh, in today's market? Um, I think that um, the competition for housing, increasing rent and the rise in cost of living Um, let alone if you have any barriers to face. Um, And that's where Second Chance Renters Education comes in. Um, It's important to think of our participants as everyday people just trying to find a place to call home. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. And so who's eligible for this program? So, I mean, everybody has um, obstacles for housing, but who is this program really focused on and, and who's eligible? Yeah. Um, so our demographic screen for this criteria is really open. Mm-hmm. Um, our goal is that anyone who's living in Lane County um, can access this program. Um, so we are looking for individuals that are adults, so 18 and plus, 18 plus. Um, typically, folks are either within a family household or they're individuals. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're open and free to anyone who's interested in learning about housing. Um, Most of our participants are individuals who um, are either experiencing unsheltered homelessness or sheltered homelessness. Um, But we also have individuals who are living in apartments or maybe feel that they're financial, they're financially insecure or their housing status is insecure. Um, All of those individuals are able to enroll in the program. Um, We make it really accessible in this fact that um, it's held the same night every week for 12 weeks via Zoom. So if you're living in a tent, you can watch a class um, from Zoom. If you're living in an apartment, you can watch a class from Zoom. If you don't have access to technology, um, you can go to a library. If you're in a shelter program, uh, we work with shelter providers to create spaces for those individuals to actually watch the class. Um, So it's been really successful in that way. Um, But our goal is that anyone who's interested in this program has the ability to take it. Um, And if you live in the city of Eugene, there's a lot of unique things happening with renters protections and changes in our local housing market. Mm -hmm. Um, So if you do live in the Eugene Springfield metro area, you're going to glean a lot of information um, that's really related to this city in particular. Sure. And I had a chance to kind of look through um, the workbook. Obviously, you sent me over the file and I was kind of perusing through it. Um, And there's just a lot of valuable skills in there that I think anybody could really benefit from. So this program really is for anybody who just needs to learn a little bit more and get some skills for kind of facing this tough housing market. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, any more you want to add to that? Uh, You really covered it well, but. Um, No, I don't have anything to add at this time. Uh, Blake said it well. Can we talk a little bit more about that workbook and and how you developed this um, this companion for the program? Yeah. um, So when we're thinking about the the workbook, which we typically um, just refer to it as our course pack, um, and or we might say our book, we call it a second chance. Um, The goal with that workbook was to consolidate and centralize information 
that had been developed um, and workshopped by previous program management staff. Mm -hmm. So the program was run for about 20 years. Um, Vicki Perpinan was our primary program manager for the program. Um, she played a critical role in actually facilitating the course and outlining the curriculum. Mm -hmm. um, Virgil Jackson was the program manager at the time that I started working on the project. And he had done a lot of effort to consolidate the curriculum mm -hmm. um, and make it in something that was organized and something that was going to be standardized across each semester. So whenever I got onto the team, um, our goal was to create something that modeled and mirrored the original curriculum, um, but was very accessible to individuals across um, different ranges of um, abilities. So um, when you're looking at the course pack, it's eight chapters. Um, each chapter is broken down to reflect the class that we're going to teach. So we start with It's All About You, which is a class about mental health and accomplishing goals. Um, conflict resolution is chapter two. Conflict resolution is focused on um, a story about a neighborhood dispute. And we apply different um, conflict resolution and mediation strategies to that story and discuss it as a group. Um, we have a few chapters that relate to housing um, and housing law. So chapters three through five are related to the housing application process, which we call the housing journey. Chapter four is related to fair housing law and chapter five is related to landlord tenant law. Mm -hmm. Those chapters give you the tools and resources that you need to identify your pathway to housing, but then overcome barriers that might present themselves um, whenever you're actually on that pathway. Um, we use a lot of fun metaphors and a lot of information um, to hopefully make it pared down a little bit more accessible. I'm an outdoorsman, so um, there's a lot of metaphors to achieving goals and climbing mountains and hiking and, you know, fun things that we find relatable. Um, but the goal is to really take some really challenging legal concepts and deliver them in a way that makes sense. Mm -hmm. um, and also in a way that individuals who are being marginalized on a systemic level can recognize um, their protected class statuses and how that relates to their personal social identity. Um, a lot of individuals before going into legal chapters don't realize that there are legal protections in place um, and that things that they might have experienced in the past um, actually might relate to discriminatory or illegal conduct. Um, and we find a lot of individuals going through those chapters and realizing, wow, this is my social identity. Um, I do have protections. What I experienced was illegal. Um, whenever that happens, we can then equip folks with the resources and tools to navigate that. Um, we're not legal professionals, so mm -hmm. we can only provide guidance and referrals. Um, but we do find a lot of individuals producing legal documents um, and using different resources created by Oregon Legal Aid Services um, and Oregon Law Center to um, kind of overcome those barriers. Um, after we get through those chapters related to housing, um, we talk a little bit about what moving in might look like. Um, we have a fantastic guest speaker, um, Michael Patet. He's just fabulous. Um, he's a super enthusiastic person who helped us develop that chapter. Um, and we talk about energy conservation, household maintenance. Mm -hmm. So um, not only do we want an individual to attain housing, but as Chalisa mentioned earlier, we also want someone to be able to maintain housing. Um, you know, it's really important for an individual to know what are my roles and responsibilities when I get into this unit. Mm -hmm. um, for someone who may not have had a unit for a while, um, there might be different things that they really need um, some support and some clarification on. 
Um, but then Michael goes into even further how to conserve energy um, and think about energy conservation as it relates to different things that you have. Mm -hmm. um, and finally, we talk about finances um, because at the end of the day, whenever you're talking about rent and housing and managing a family unit, um, you have to have your finances down tight. You have to know what programs that you're eligible for, what assistance is out there and how to budget for that. Um, but the goal of the curriculum is to be accessible um, and to be representative of a diverse set of social identities so that whenever someone's enrolling in our program, we can hand them something that they can work on and accomplish and do the activities, watch the videos, create the documents, have it in one centralized place. And when they leave, that book is theirs. Mm -hmm. They take that book with them wherever they go. They now have these resources at hand. They put it on their shelf. And if something comes up in the future, they know that they can reach out to us and ask for help, but that they also have a tool that they've worked on and worked through um, that they can reference. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that book is really exciting um, and it's been a really a hallmark of the program. Um, and Chalisa's just done a fantastic job of iterating off of that and developing slide decks and curriculum um, that in our class now uh, make the book even more accessible mm -hmm. and fun and interesting. Um, but yeah, it's really, really great. And I recommend everyone, no matter what your housing status is, you should read that book. Um, yeah. If you rent, you should read that book because there's a lot of things that folks don't know um, that's in there. You know, it's, I mean, just like from what I looked at it, it's such a great resource, especially the legal stuff, because like, I think there's laws complicated. Like you said, none of us are legal professionals, mm -hmm. but you, know, you don't need to be a legal professional to say like law is complicated. Absolutely. And just having some sort of tool that can help you navigate that yes. is so huge and critical. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And on that legal part, you know, one thing um, that I, I just have to give a shout out to the University of Oregon's mm -hmm. um, public policy program, the law school. Um, we've had interns that have come in and really helped us mm -hmm. refine um, and look at our legal language, look at different legal concepts that we're trying to introduce mm -hmm. and help us with accessibility and accuracy um, and really working through those concepts, because just like you said, it's such a challenge. Mm -hmm. um, so I think that program and that internship program that they've helped us kind of create has just amplified our goals there. Mm -hmm. um, and they now come and help present classes at our legal sections. Um, and they develop the curriculum and propose projects and new ideas. Um, so it's really exciting that we have that resource in the community and that partnership for the program. Sure. Um, because I think it will help us continue to iterate the curriculum and develop um, that curriculum throughout the remainder of the program. Um, mm -hmm. So I just wanted to share that because it's an exciting partnership. It's, it's great that, yeah, and it's so great that those partnerships exist. And, you know, we, we worked with the University of Oregon on, on so many different things. Mm -hmm. And it's it's always great to see that the various uh, departments of the university willing to step up and, and be a community asset. Absolutely. Um, so, Shelly, you got any more you want to add on that about kind of like the importance of this program or just the, you talked about the slide, he talked about the slide decks a little bit. And so that's another resource for the, um, for the students who are in there. Yeah. I just think that teaching this class, um, has been really, really amazing and seeing, um, the participants change their lives has been wonderful. Um, I just like being a part of a team that changes lives for Oregonians. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so what, uh, well, I guess this is kind of a two-part question. First, uh, what's the average class size that you have? And then how do people get signed up so they can get into that class? Absolutely. Um, so 
Our class size vary um, semester to semester. So, um, you know, Oregon has some darker winters, right? <laughs> so we see a little bit more enrollment in our fall and spring sessions and our summer sessions are a little bit lower. Mm -hmm. But I would say in Chile, so I think we're probably between 20 to 30 individuals every semester. Um, we have a couple shelter providers that are um, we're establishing some relationships with that might bring those numbers up a little bit. Um, but yeah, we probably have about 20 to 30 on average. Um, and then we'll look at about anywhere between 70 and 80% of those individuals actually complete all the requirements for the program, mm -hmm. um, which is really exciting um, whenever you get down to those numbers because um, you know at the end of our program, of those 70% that complete it, anywhere between 80 to 100% of them say, this has either helped me on my pathway to housing or I'm already housed. Mm -hmm. um, our recent summer session, um, we had, I think about 20 individuals completed the program requirements. Um, and of those 20, um, I believe just yesterday we did the math, it was like 13 or 14 um, are actually housed. Um, so over a three month period, and obviously they're getting supports from other mm -hmm. agencies. And, um, but the fact that we get to play a role in that um, but enrollment um, happens um, three times a year. So it's open applications throughout the entire year. St. Vincent de Paul's website, um, if you go to St. Vincent de Paul um, and look at our self-sufficiency services, Second Chance actually has a webpage, which our mm -hmm. wonderful Chance Fortune helps us maintain and update. Um, you can go on and click our enroll enrollment form button. Um, it'll take you to an online form. Uh, we gather some simple demographic criteria um, as well as some information about your background. Mm -hmm. um, so one of our key questions that we look at is what barriers you have to housing coming into the program. Um, once you complete that, it goes onto our form and we review that uh, a couple weeks before each class session. Um, we have a spring, summer, and fall session. It's set up just like our quarterly schedules for um, our colleges in the region. Um, and yeah, it's uh, pretty pretty accessible. If you have questions, um, you can click an email now and it'll email Chalisa. Um, our program management team is really big about having that open communication um, and supporting people with the technology barriers mm -hmm. because let's be real, Zoom is a challenge. It is. <laughs> um, so, you know, we get a lot of emails early on about Zoom and double checking to make sure we filled things out right. Um, and, you know, we're in constant communication with folks that enroll. Um, and if you're a service provider, you can always reach out to us um, and you can fill out that enrollment form for folks that you case manage. Mm -hmm. um, and if you reach out to us and let us know, we can um, get a release of information and work with a service provider to actually communicate about a participant's success. Um, and Chalice is really proactive about um, facilitating those connections and providing that direct service support um, throughout the semester. Um, do you have anything to add about the enrollment process that I missed? I think we went through it pretty no. well. Yeah, absolutely. Maybe you can talk a little bit about the graduation process. That's that's kind of an ongoing question that I've seen come up. Um, if you feel comfortable with that. Um, yeah, I can do that. So after a participant has uh, finished all their homework and, and gone through and um, attended the class, then they would meet with me one-on-one -on -one to kind of go over whatever barriers they've, they've faced and... Um, talk about the letters of accommodation or modification, and then move from there um, to graduation. Um, and like Blake said, 
not everybody is ready to be housed right then. And then we set goals um, for said barriers and move them on to um, being successful and attaining housing. Yeah. What I and So one of the cool things like this, what, what we mentioned, um, if you want to find um, out more information about Second Chance Renters, it is on their website, svdp.us under self-sufficiency. And I want to talk about that real quick because I think what's so cool about this program is that you guys are building skills in people and because there's a level of self-determination for getting and maintaining housing and what's so cool about St. Vincent de Paul is there's there, we have emergency services that can you know perform life-saving um, services and pull people out of really low places and then but then stabilize build skills get people on their own two feet uh, and I think that's such one of the cooler things about this organization is that we're looking at the problem from so many different angles yeah um, so once again, svdp.us, self-sufficiency, second chance renters. Um, th- this has been good. I, I would like to just real quick, this is kind of how I'm ending a lot of the, the shows lately. If there's anything more you guys want to say about second chance before we finish off. Yeah. I mean, I always have more to say. Um, <laughs> no, I, I think my biggest thing that I want to share when we think about, um, housing in our community, um, you know, if you're an individual that's interested in enrolling in the Second Chance program or you're someone who's facing housing insecurity or financial insecurity, um, you know, I just want to acknowledge and recognize that we're living in a place where achieving housing is complicated. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are a lot of barriers um, for individuals, um, both folks that are living in an unsheltered condition and a sheltered condition or trying to maintain a unit of their own. Mm-hmm. Um, when we're looking at our state of Oregon, homelessness has increased by 22.5% in the state of Oregon this year alone. Um, and Lane County is living in a place where we acknowledge that we have a crisis of homelessness and housing. Um, and for individuals, when you're looking at this program and you're trying to make the decision, do I enroll? Um, do I not enroll? Is this a program for me? Is this maybe a program for someone else who's in need? And maybe this doesn't fit me. Um, this is a program that fits everyone. Um, it doesn't matter if you're someone who's experiencing unsheltered homelessness or you're a renter who's been established for a long time. Um, this program will give you tools and resources to navigate um, an ever-changing housing market um, and navigate an environment where housing is becoming more and more difficult to achieve. Um, so if it is a program that you're interested in, um, just come to our orientation, learn about it, meet our team. Um, don't be afraid. We're a safe and inclusive environment. Um, we emphasize equity and inclusion as a core principle of this program. Um, and we make sure that um, this is a program that you can be successful in regardless of your situation. Um, if you're a person that's looking at our Wednesday night schedules and you're like, I work on Wednesday nights, we will make a work accommodation and provide you with a workbook and go through and find a way for you to complete the course, even if you can't come to the Zoom classes. Um, but our goal is that you can come and you can participate, access our materials and get this information for free um, with people who want to support you. Um, and that you can be stably housed and navigate our local market. So if you are like, hey, I don't know about this, don't put on the brakes quite yet. Come join our orientation session. See Chalisa and I's smiling face and our goofy <laughs> antics. 
um, give us a chance. And um, I'm sure that you will find um, find this program to be just really enjoyable and helpful. Um, and Chalisa and Melissa are amazing. You've got people who are really on your side um, that want to support you. So come meet us, um, give us a chance, and uh, yeah, we'll, we'll help you out. Do you have any more you'd like to say about Second Chance? Uh, okay, so like I was saying, this is kind of how I like to end every show. What What is just your one of your favorite things about working uh, with or for St. Vincent de Paul? Mm. So my favorite thing is the scope of things that we do to support individuals mm-hmm. um, who are in need of housing, um, who are in need of life-changing services. Um, I really enjoy my administrative capacity um, because it gives me an opportunity to work with people who are changing our community and are dedicated to changing our community on a daily basis, Mm -hmm. whether that's our staff or our community partners um, or our participants who are engaged in local advocacy and actually changing um, the the city itself. Um, It is just an amazing opportunity to connect with individuals who are focused on human rights, who are focused on humanitarian relief efforts, um, and who are doing work to make our city better. Um, So connecting with the people that are involved in this organization is the best part of the organization for me, and I'm happy to help it achieve um, its goals from different programs so that we can continue doing that. Yeah, Shalisa? Um, What I love most about St. Vincent de Paul is that we just help a vast array of people. Like you can come in and you might need help with, you know, renter's education, or you might might need help in finding a home. And we have a way to help everybody that needs help. And so that's what I really love about St. Vincent of Paul. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think that about wraps it up. We're doing pretty good on time here. Um, I think they're going to kick us out of the conference room a little bit. So I will just reiterate, if you guys want to learn more about Second Chance Renter's Education, uh, you can go to svdp.us under the self-sufficiency tab. You'll find it right there. Uh, they have all the information. and You can email uh, Chalisa or Blake uh, to get more information on that. So thank you so much for joining us. Have a good one.